Parshat Vayesei, Yaakov's Ladder, Lilunishmas, Chono ben David. When Yaakov Avinu left Beersheva and started out on his way to Padan Aram, he knew that he couldn't make such a long trip in one day. As much as he wanted to escape the wrath of Esav, he would have to stop along the way to sleep on the side of the road. And it was on one of those nights, while he was sleeping by the wayside, that there came to him that famous dream, the vision of the ladder. He saw a Sulam Mutsav Arsa, a ladder that was positioned on the earth. And the top reached up to the sky. Now a prophecy like that deserves to be studied at length, because it wasn't only for Yaakov himself, it was for us too. We have a great principle that Maze Avos Simon Labonim, that whatever happened to our Avos is important for what is going to happen to us as well. And even though we usually understand this idea on a national level, the truth is that Yaakov Avinu's biography, the Torah biography of Yaakov, is intended also as a guidebook for the life of every individual of Yisroel. By means of studying the life of Yaakov Avinu, the virtuous Jew learns to contend with the various difficulties of life the ups and downs of Oilam and still flourish in his Avoidus Hashem. And in the end, like Yaakov, he proves successful. He establishes himself as an Eved Hashem, and he lives a happy life. And therefore, it wouldn't be a waste of our time if we would make an attempt to glean some of the lessons of this extraordinary vision. On the contrary, Whatever time we spend on understanding the ladder that reached up to the sky will redound to our benefit. No question about it. The Sepharim tell us that among the lessons we're expected to learn, one of the most important of all is that this world is a ladder for climbing. A ladder, you know, is not for standing still, and it's not for walking horizontally either. It signifies aliyah, going up. It means that there's a ladder stationed on the earth, a ladder of shlemus, of perfection, that is waiting for all of us to climb, which can bring every individual up to the sky. Oilam Hazeh is an opportunity to climb a ladder of escalating rungs, indicating degrees of escalating perfection. And we are expected to use our time in this world to climb higher. And higher. Now pay attention, because the first thing we have to know is what it is that is waiting for us on top of that ladder. What is it that we are climbing towards? And the answer is, is one thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'hinei Hashem, Nitzav Alav. Behold, Hashem is the one stationed on top of the ladder. That's the purpose of the climb, to climb as close to Hashem as possible. And nothing is more important than that. David HaMelech said that, As far as I'm concerned, the highest good, the most important good that a person can accomplish is to come close to Elohim. How great is the accomplishment of being aware of Hashem? 
Sanhedrin. Man's success in this world is measured by how much of awareness of Hashem he achieves. And the top of the ladder goes up to heaven. Means that the only way to achieve that success, the only way to reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is by means of climbing. That's what Yaakov's ladder is. A ladder for ascending towards perfection in awareness of Hashem. Now, a lot of people might think, why a ladder? Who needs a ladder? Let's have wings and we'll fly up. It means once I decide I want to come close to Hashem, that I want to live successfully, so I'll do it. I will fly up to Him. Ladders? Who needs ladders? The only thing holding me back is that I didn't get started yet. Because once I get started moving, I don't need to take baby steps. I will fly straight to success. No. The vision that Yaakov saw that night is teaching us the great lesson that we don't fly. We have to climb up step by step. There are thousands of rungs to climb. Small steps that we are expected to take every day. And it's impossible to put your foot on a higher rung unless you climb up the lower rungs first. Climbing a ladder means repetition. One step up, and then another step, and then another. And that means if we're going to be successful in this world, we have to start on a program of doing things. Little acts that we wouldn't have done otherwise with the intention of making our way up the ladder. You'll do the same thing over and over again. But each time you've climbed a little higher, you're not in the same place anymore. You're not even the same person anymore. Now at first, beginners are reluctant to do such a thing, to constantly repeat certain acts, because they don't feel like they are actually participating mentally with the acts that they're doing or with the words that they're saying. It's just the program that they're following, and therefore they don't consider themselves moving up the ladder at all. Therefore, it is important to know that Ad Khan Divra such thoughts shouldn't give you any cause for discouragement. At first, you must be a hypocrite. Of course, it's good hypocrisy. You're doing it to train yourself. It's not sincere at all, you're thinking. But I will do it anyhow. I will keep climbing. And subsequently, the great ideals of genuine Amuna will become a part of my personality. Not like a man told me recently. I have Amuna, I believe, and that's enough. The truth is, he does have a certain level of Amuna. He has Amuna Sikhlis. He understands that our tradition is the only true one, and I'm sure this man would even run into a fire for Kiddush Hashem. But that doesn't mean he has real Amuna. Amuna means you believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, at least the same way that you believe that you have an Uncle Morris somewhere in the Bronx. Your mom in Bemuna Shalema in your Uncle Morris. Your mother is telling you about him all the time. And you even met him once at your bar mitzvah. He gave you a present. You don't visit him. He doesn't visit you. But you know that you have an uncle in the Bronx. That's Emuna. Now, if you would believe in Hashem as much as you believe in your uncle Morris, then you're pretty good. 
I want to compliment you. But if your Amuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only Amuna Sichlis, if it's only intelligence, so at best, it's very hazy. There's no actuality there. It's not real Amuna. It's only in the mind. He accepts the idea, but it's not part of his personality yet. Real Amuna will only come if you start climbing the Sulam Mutsavarza, the ladder that is positioned on the earth. Whose top reaches up to the sky. And so, we're going to spend a little time studying a few programs, a few ladders, that we can begin climbing towards awareness of Hashem. You can try one of them, or if you're really sincere, you can try all of them at once. But whatever it is, you have to keep in mind that it's only the small and steady repetitive steps that will lead you to the top. And so, we'll start climbing now together on the ladder of Amuna towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Program number one. Every day, at least once, in the middle of the day, stop wherever you are. Stop and speak for one minute to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, did you ever do that? For one full minute on the clock, talk to him. It's a very precious achievement if a person can train himself to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for one minute every day. But you'll say, I davened. Oh no, that's nothing. I know you davened, but that's only following in the beaten path that everyone else does. It's good, it's excellent, and you must daven too. But you're saying words by rote, and we want more than that. Now, the first minute is as superficial as can be. You might even feel somewhat embarrassed. It doesn't feel genuine at all. You feel maybe a million miles, a million rungs on the ladder away from the actual feeling of conversing with a friend. But you must know by doing it one time now, even if you're doing it only because of our program now, it's a million rungs minus one. You've climbed one rung, and that's already a tremendous achievement. Now just hearing about it won't do you any good. You have to get busy fulfilling it. Imagine if you would walk out of here tonight, and on your way home, when nobody is listening, you stop for a moment, and you address your words to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whatever you say, it doesn't matter. You could say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help me in my program so that I should succeed. I'd like to begin climbing the ladder towards being more aware of you. And I need your help. Help me remember once a day to speak to you for a full minute, Hashem. Talk to him about that for a full minute. It's one minute of training yourself in gaining awareness of Hashem. It could be it's the most important minute of your day. Now don't be afraid of being silly. Otherwise, you'll have to resign from the program. They say about the Gra that when he was young, he disregarded his environment. He lived in a very good environment, but he disregarded them. And he did what he thought was right. And he became great because of that. And therefore, don't care what the world will think about you. You make that one minute to talk to Hashem at least once a day, no matter what. You are a pioneer now. 
You're leaving the beaten path and you are setting out to do something on your own. I'll stress those words again. On your own. It's very important that you don't tell anybody about it. Once you tell it to them, you have ruined the whole program. You know why? It says in Mishlei, Do not speak into the ears of the fool. Because he'll make your words into nothing. How is that? First of all, he might say, Who needs it? And goodbye program. He erased everything. He took the winds right out of your sails. But even if he didn't say anything like that, he just looks at you with an empty face. That look is enough to ruin all of your hopes. He'll make your word into nothing. Don't tell anybody. Like it says, It should be for you alone, and strangers cannot share this with you. Don't try to tell it to your Rebbe. Could be he never thought of this himself, and he won't appreciate it. Don't tell your wife, or your parents, or your friends. Chas v'shalom to tell your friends, because you should know that you're going to have a very great disappointment. Be a pioneer and do what you're supposed to do. Start climbing the ladder all by yourself. Now suppose you decide to do it not once, you do it twice. Now two rungs, you're closer in that million mile distance. You're a professional climber already. It's not so strange anymore to you. It's not so difficult either. So you decide now that you will undertake to do this every day. The third day, another rung. Fourth day, another rung. And so on and so forth. Do it every day for one month and then stop. Why should you stop? Because after a while you become tired of it and the words mean nothing. You just rattle them off. It becomes like Kriyas Shema in the morning. So the Sefer Cheshbon Nefesh says, that when you want to embark on such a program, it's a good idea to stop once in a while and give yourself a rest. Then you come back a little later and start all over again. You'll stop for a rest and then you'll start climbing again. Now imagine you would keep it all your life. Every day you train yourself to have in mind that you're talking to Hashem for a minute every day. If you'll do that, with the appropriate vacations from time to time, to regain the gvuros hadefesh that you lost by habit, then great things are going to happen to you. You'll be amazed after a while that you actually started believing in Hashem. That's a big chiddush. You're not just the maimon who rattles off the words after davening, and finished. No. You become a head taller. Than everyone else. If you'll follow this program, you'll become a true maimon. Of course, you're not like the tzaddikim who thought constantly about Hashem. But we should never overlook the small steps up the ladder. That's how the tzaddikim did it too. And it's guaranteed that in the course of time, you will change from the head to the feet. It will transform your personality entirely. Because it's not merely a minute a day. 
Each day is another step up. It means you're climbing Yaakov's ladder every day. Now you're going to study a second program. However, when we say a second program, it doesn't mean la puke, as a substitute to exclude the first. It's an additional ladder that when added to the first transforms a person's life even more. Like I said before, if you are capable and you really want to climb high so you can climb a few ladders at the same time. And so ladder number two is the program of recognizing in everything around us the hand of Hashem. We'll call this method Breishis Bara Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim made everything. It means that there's nothing we see in this world that's not the Devar Hashem. From the stars above to the ants below, on all sides we have lessons to make us think of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a big responsibility, a big opportunity, because it means that we have now a ladder that's always available for climbing. Wherever you turn, there are rungs to ascend. That's what this world is for. Why did Hashem make this world? So that we should become aware of Him. Koheles. It means so that we should have opportunities to climb the ladder to him. It's not that we're in a world of Derech Agav. By the way, we can see Hashem. Oh no, that's the purpose of it all. We are expected to use the world around us. Everything that we see to climb the rungs of awareness of Hashem. The stars are a rung for you to climb. The tree is another rung. The blue sky is for climbing and the gray sky too. The grass, the rain, the snow, the clouds, the leaves, they were all created for climbing. That's what Avram Avinu did. Avram Avinu looked at the world around him and he recognized the boyre because of that. He was a very precocious child. It says, Ben Gimel Shanim Hikar Avram as Boro. When Avram was three years old, he already recognized his creator. There are cases like that in history, where a child of seven went to Harvard. Avram, of course, was much better than that, because Harvard is a place of Avaidazara, a place of foolishness, of Mishugas. The main course in Harvard are women, booze, and narcotics. Other things, too. Avram didn't go to Harvard. He didn't have to go to school because the whole Bria was a school for him. He went to the University of Eilam Hazet, of seeing Hashem in nature, and he saw better than any professors will ever see. He studied the world around him, and he saw wisdom and plan and purpose everywhere by means of the complicated controversies on all sides. Already at the age of three, he had surmised that there was a designer with a capital D. And Avram never stopped surmising. He could have said, I believe I'm finished. Oh no, that's not a Muna. Avram kept growing. That's why the Rambam says, Ben Arbaim Shona Hikir Avram Esboro. It was at the age of 40 that Avram recognized his creator. 
So it seems to be a contradiction. Was it three or forty? And the Rambam is quoting a Medrash, so we understand that both are true. The answer is this. Avram, at the age of three, discovered the secret, but that was only the beginning. He understood that he had just discovered a ladder and that he was standing all the way on the bottom. Now you start climbing. And so from the age of three, he continued by day and by night to look. When he passed a peach, he stopped to look at the beautiful fruit because he understood that he still had a long way to climb. He looked at the blush on each cheek of the peach, a little bit red on it. It's so beautiful. Why the red? Oh, said Avram, it's the hand of Hashem. He wants me to notice him. He cooked this fruit on the tree in order that I should have the opportunity to become more aware of him. And when he reached the pit, he looked at that too. Why is it that the peach pit is so hard? Even an animal can't eat it. He can't break it open. With a monkey wrench, you can't break it open. Why is that? Someone designed it after all. What was his purpose in making it this way? The answer is, the creator wants to protect the seed inside. The seed inside tastes good, almost like an almond. And the creator wants to protect the future of the tree. So he gives it a covering so hard that even a saw, you can't open it up with. Nothing in the whole tree is as hard as the case of the seed. But put a peach pit in the ground and it opens up all by itself deposits the seed in the earth, and a tree grows out of it. Miracles of miracles. That little seed has in it at least one million bits of information. And each one is essential. Each one works in a certain sequence, one after the other. And from that little seed, a tree, bark, and wood, and roots, and leaves, and flowers, and fruits is produced. Fruits with color and flavor. From a seed? How could such a thing happen? And the fruits have more seeds in them. Avram didn't let such a thing just pass by. He stopped next to the tree and thought about what he was witnessing. And he did it again and again. He looked at the tree again the following day and again the day after that because he understood that he was climbing a ladder and that every rung was a step closer to perfection. You'll say I should stop to look at a tree every day? Yes! Every day Avram Avinu wasn't looking for thrills. He was looking for Akadosh Baruch That's how Avram lived. And when he reached 40, Ben Arbaim Lebina, he understood even more that there was a Hashem in the world. By the time he was 40 years old, he must have been very much advanced in his studies. And yet he never stopped climbing. For more than a hundred more years, day and night, day and night, he continued looking at everything around him and climbing the ladder of Brashis Bara Elohim. Now it takes time for a person to get that into his head that all of nature is testifying to Hashem. Why is it that apples turn red when they are sweet? It's a pleasure to eat them. But when it's sour and hard, it is still green. But green hides among the leaves so that you shouldn't see it. All unripe fruit are green. 
to hide among the leaves. And then, when they're ripe, they change color so that you will notice them. Some become red. Oranges become golden. Bananas become yellow. Grapes become purple. All types of color in the trees. Why are these colors there? From where did the colors come? The seed wasn't colorful. Can you manufacture color? Try to take some water and dirt and mix it around. Are you capable of making color the way Hashem's seeds do it? Impossible. It's a remarkable miracle. And so you learn to look at an apple and say to yourself, look how the apple shows us Hashem's purposefulness, His design. That apple is an absolute masterpiece. Nobody can make a packaged apple like that in a beautiful colored skin. Inside, there's luscious food. As long as the skin is intact, the apple doesn't rot. And inside, when you finish eating, there are seeds. And each seed has in it millions of plans that show the apple how to produce another apple tree. It's a miracle of miracles. Now, this sight is duplicated around you in millions and millions of cases. Wherever you walk, you can see the hand of Hashem. And as a person teaches himself to think, why is that? Don't I see here the Chochmas Hashem in nature? He begins to see plan and purpose wherever he goes. He constantly thinks about Hashem because he can see him everywhere. He has plenty of rungs to climb and he continues to think about these ideas. He doesn't say, I already heard about the peach pit. I know all about it. No, he looks again and again. And as the years go by, it becomes so clear to him that he sees the design of HaKadosh Baruch Everywhere, even when he sees a child on the street, he understands that it's an opportunity for climbing the ladder. Here's a woman walking in the street, and a little boy is holding onto the side of a carriage. A little boy, he's three years old. Where was he three years ago? Three years ago, he was in the Atlantic Ocean. He was mostly water. He is water. 80% water, 20% is air and a little bit of soil, mostly air and a little bit of soil. Now, how did this combination of water and a little bit of air and soil come together to create a human body? A boy is perfect, a little boy. He has ears and eyes and a mouth. He has teeth, he has legs, he has muscles, he jumps up and down. His heart is beating. He has kidneys. He has everything. How did that complicated mechanism come just from air and water? And the answer is, it's a nace. Two years ago, he was nothing at all. His mother was eating potatoes and drinking water. And from that came a little boy. So you're looking at a little boy and you see the hand of Hashem in the world. You have to train your eyes to do that, by the way. And if you think about that, when you see a little boy today, and then again when you see a little girl tomorrow, and the day after that too, so little by little, you will learn how to recognize Hashem in this world. Whenever you see a child, you'll be seeing the hand of Hashem. And therefore, our eyes are for the purpose 
among other things, of seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in nature on all sides of us. I just chose some examples at random. But the world around us is full of the wisdom of Hashem without any end. There is no bottom to it. The scientists are discovering new things every day. It's remarkable how profound is the wisdom in even the smallest thing in the world. Every natural object is so profoundly deep and it's for one purpose only. He made it all so that we should have opportunities to become more and more aware of Him. He made this world in order that we should look at the world and say, Who made this? There isn't a single object in the world, if you're willing to think a little bit, that doesn't demonstrate complicated plan and purpose. Everything in the world testifies to the Creator, and it's all made for the purpose of helping us climb that ladder higher and higher to gain the perfection for which we were created. Number three on our list. Our third ladder is what we learn in the Mishnah. Whatever you do, you should do it for the service of Shamaim, of us. It's a halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. It should be enough that it's a Mishnah too, but it's more potent when it's in the Shulchan Aruch. Now, even though it's a halacha, the truth is that it's not being done today. Kol ma'asecha means all of your actions should be done for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All. That's something way up on top of the ladder. But once we remember the lesson, we're learning tonight that the bottom of the ladder is Mutsuv Artsa, that it's set right here on the ground. So you understand that every one of us can embark on this climb. And even though we might be very far from the top, nevertheless, once we start climbing, we know that we are already on our way. Now when a man actually begins looking into his day, he sees that only a very small part is devoted to the service of Hashem. If you're learning Torah all day long, no, so maybe you feel that you're okay. Even the Koilel man has to remember to learn the Shem Shamaim. But at least he's in base Medrash, so he's reminded, hopefully. But suppose you're a person who has to make a living. You work from nine to five, maybe. So you dive in, in the morning. You make a few brachas, too. And then you're off to work from nine to five. Where's the avoidance Hashem? Of course. At lunchtime, you'll wash your hands. You make hamoitzi. You'll say birkas amazon. But most of the time, what are you doing? You want to start climbing the ladder of kol ma'asechayu l'shem shamayim. So while you're on the way to work, you're on the train going to your place of business, Take a few seconds and say, I'm going to work now, L'Shem Shamayim. Why is it L'Shem Shamayim? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wishes that you should do business. Sheishis Yamim Tavor. Six days you should work. Hashem says that. He wants you to make money to take care of your family. When you got married, you made a Kenyan on the Kisuba. Every Chasun takes a handkerchief and he obligates himself Anna Eflach, I'm going to work. Va'afarnes vozin. 
and I'll support my wife. So you're traveling on the train and you're thinking, I have to keep my promise. That's number one. Secondly, I can't live in a barrel. And that means I have to pay rent and other bills. Also, I have to pay schar limud for my children. I'm not going to send my children to public school. I'm going to work now so that I can pay schar limud and do my part in building up the Bnei Yisrael. If you think that thought, better yet, be a fool and say it with your mouth. As surprising it may seem, you should know that it's called Avoides Hashem. You've already started climbing the ladder of Shlemus. You want to climb another rung? In the middle of the day, you say, the next customer that walks in, I'm going to deal with him, L'Shem Shamaim. I'm going to buy or sell, whatever it is you're doing. But I'll do it, because this is what Hashem wants from me. You'll go through all the same motions. You'll buy and sell merchandise. You'll make a profit, hopefully. But you're doing it. L'shem shamayim. Now at first it may seem insincere when you see a customer coming in and you say, my dealings with him are for the service of Hashem. Nevertheless, persist. Don't give up. Because you are climbing now. Now let's say you're not a businessman. You're a mother. Ooh, is that an opportunity? It's a tragedy that more Jewish mothers don't make use of it. Here's a loyal wife, a loyal mother serving supper to her husband. Certainly you'll say, what else should I do? He's my husband. Any loyal wife would do this. But if you're loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you'll get into the habit of adding the thought that you're doing it for Hashem. Once a day think, I am serving my family's supper now, but actually I'm serving Hashem by means of that. I'm fulfilling his will that when I feed my family, I'm having babies. I'm raising my children to serve you, Hashem. I'm cleaning the house. I'm bathing the children. I'm making supper for the family. All to serve you, Hashem. This is the service that Hashem wants from you. And you are doing it. So you may as well think it too. Eating is another opportunity. Most of you eat every day. No. And therefore, since eating is something we have to do anyhow, it's a wonderful opportunity. So why don't you try eating the Shem Shamayim? You're sitting down at the table to eat and you're saying, I'm eating in order to have strength to serve you, Hashem. The truth is that it's a well-known ideal among Jews. Whether it's fulfilled or not is a different question, but it's an ideal that we should think about. And if we're thinking about it, we might as well fulfill it too. Oh, you think that's a difficult thing. But the truth is, it's only difficult if you don't start the climb. Try it by supper tonight. I'm eating now in order that I should be able to sit and learn Torah tonight. I need koach to learn. And this chicken is going to be my fuel. You have to put gasoline into the automobile that it should travel. So I'm putting some more fuel into my wagon. I should be able to serve you, Hashem. Your wife will say, Chaim, what are you saying? No, no, nothing. I'm just talking to myself. If your mother is around, don't say it. Wait till she goes out from the place where you're sitting and then say it. 
nobody has to hear you either. If you're in yeshiva, put your hand over your mouth and say the words, I'm eating lunch, l'shem shamayim. Nobody should hear you say it, but say it anyhow. Every time you sit down to eat bread, I'm eating this piece of bread, l'shem shamayim. Now, doesn't that feel queer? Sometimes you're going to have to be queer if you're going to do things with your life. Even if you just do it once, you'll be able to boast when you're an old man. I remember years ago when I heard about this subject and once I sat down to breakfast before I made the brocha and I said, I am going to eat L'Shem Shamaim today. Of course, if it's something that's not going to help you, let's say you bought a box of kosher chocolates and you lie down on the bed with a newspaper and you want to gorge yourself for an hour with the chocolates and you say, I'm doing this L'Shem Shamaim. Well, I don't know if Shamaim would agree to that. It's the opposite of becoming strong to serve him. If you're stuffing yourself with all the garbage, it's not helping you become stronger and healthier. But as much as possible, you can make your eating a ladder to climb towards HaKadosh Baruch Now, let's say you forgot all about our program. You forgot all about Yaakov's vision and your career of climbing the ladder. And now... It's the end of the day. A waste! No, no. All hope is not lost. Because when you go to sleep, you can do that. L'shem shamayim too. Imagine that tonight you're going to sleep. You're tired. You lie down in the bed. Your head is on the pillow. Ah, it's a pleasure. And you relax. And you are carried away into slumberland. Isn't that a pity? You lost that golden opportunity. Would it have cost you any money to say beforehand? Hashem, I'm going to sleep now in order to have koach, the power to serve you tomorrow. That is a gold mine. Every night before you go to sleep, say, nobody should hear, of course. I'm going to sleep l'shem shamayim in order to have koach to serve Hashem. You need to gain new strength for the next day in order to serve Hashem. You have to do good deeds. You have to do many obligations and it needs a strong body and it needs energy. Maybe you'll be able to serve him if you stayed up all night too. But it would be a second-rate kind of service. Your mind wouldn't be in it. So you go to sleep and you get up in the morning refreshed and full of energy and you will serve Hashem Better. I'm going to sleep in order to have koach to serve you, Hashem. At first, your words are absolutely insincere. You just want to sleep, that's all. But those words are going to revolutionize your character in the course of time. Say it, and say it, and say it, and don't weaken. And there will come a day when you lie down in bed and you will be an Oyved Hashem by sleeping. Imagine to serve Hashem by falling asleep and it costs you no money. There will be a reward every night forever and ever as long as you live. Yes, it's a tremendous achievement. In some ways you are greater than a Rosh Hashiva. What does it help for a person to say Shurim and Pilpulim if he does not have any Kavana L'Shem Shamayim? 
Now I have to warn you again that everyone who starts this is going to be beset by worries, that it is insincere, it's deceitful. I'm saying L'Shem Shamaim, but actually, I like to eat. I like to sleep. I'm going to work because I like money. And so why am I telling myself stories? What's the use? I'm telling you now, don't be discouraged. You have to know that every person who is ambitious to make something of himself must be a little bit of a hypocrite. If you are too honest with yourself, you are going to remain frustrated. And so you must say what you don't feel. No question about it. Even though you don't feel at all any kind of feeling of doing it for Hashem. Nevertheless, say the words. It could be some years pass before it settles into your mind and changes your personality. But you're getting reward for every step that you take. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will pay you for every rung that you climb. Now before we end our talk tonight, we have to remind ourselves about the other side of the picture, about the top of the ladder. We spent time talking tonight about our career of climbing up the ladder to Hashem, different methods of achieving perfection and awareness of Hashem. But we always have to remember that Vihine Hashem Nitzavalav, and behold, Hashem is standing on top of the ladder. The word Nitzav means that he's waiting there. He's looking down and demanding that you keep climbing. We might think it's just a voluntary thing. You want to go higher? Very good. Excellent. Ashrecha. But what does it have to do with me? It's not for everybody. I'm busy with my life. I'll take a pass. Oh no! It's very wrong to think that way. Behold, Hashem is standing at the top of the ladder waiting for you. We are learning now that it's not a voluntary thing. And there will be a very great judgment on a person for failure to utilize this world to make something out of himself. You didn't know that? Don't worry, you're in good company. The Gemara in Mesefta Besachim says that there are seven things that are concealed from people's sight. Seven things that most people don't see. They don't know about. And one of the things are on that list is what concerns us now. It's Omer Kadin. How deep is the judgment of each person? How great is the responsibility of coming into this world? Most people don't actually realize that. Almost nobody knows how great is the Omer Kadin. How deep. How profound is the responsibility of each person in this world? Mishpatecha tehum rabah. Your judgments, Hashem, are like the great deep. People don't know that. There's a very great judgment for them. Even though you are a firm person. Even though you're living al pitoida. Even though you are devoted to doing mitzvahs. To learning toida. You have a family. You're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with kindliness to your fellow Jews doing all kinds of deeds of virtue and righteousness. Nevertheless, you should know there's an Omek Hadin, a very great judgment. And that's because being from, being orthodox is just not enough. There is a ladder waiting for you to climb. And a ladder means it can be climbed. The ladder that Yaakov saw, 
that reaches up to the Shamaim is demanding of us that we do the very best of which we are capable. Every little bit, every step is good, but you have to know that it's not good enough. You should never settle with a mediocre performance just because outside there are so many people who barely perform any mitzvahs. Are you going to compliment yourself and pat yourself on the back because you are an ordinary Shomer Toro mitzvah? That's no way to measure your potentialities. Everyone should be looking above him on the ladder up at people better than him and not below him. We should always strive and always demand of ourselves what we possess within us. It's Magia Hashamayma. The ladder goes all the way up to heaven. There are a lot of steps to climb. And Hashem is Nitzav Alav. He's standing over you and he's demanding that the ladder should be utilized. But once you start climbing, you're on your way. You are on your way to the Roisha Magia Hashamayma. The top of the ladder goes up to Akadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what was expected of the original Yaakov and all of those who follow in Yaakov's footsteps. Have a wonderful Shabbos.